Hello, and welcome to Worth Repeating, a podcast designed to bring you encouragement, inspiration, and insight through text. Every episode will focus on a specific text, passage, or speech from the past, along with some brief reflections on its value and implications for the present. My name is Todd Williams, and I'll be your reader of these words, Worth Repeating. In this episode, I will be reading a letter from Abigail Adams to her husband, John. It's written from Braintree, Massachusetts, March 31, 1776, prior to the signing of the Declaration of Independence. It's often referred to as her Remember the Ladies letter, but as you will hear, it is written during a time of great upheaval, of uncertainty, of personal suffering and sacrifice. Abigail writes, I wish you would ever write me a letter half as long as I write you, and tell me, if you may, where your fleet are gone. What sort of defense Virginia can make against our common enemy, whether it is so situated as to make an able defense. Are not the gentry, lords, and the common people vassals? Are they not like the uncivilized natives Britain represents us to be? I hope their riflemen, who have shown themselves very savage and even bloodthirsty, are not a specimen of the generality of the people. I am willing to allow the colony great merit for having produced a Washington, but they have been shamefully duped by a Dunmore. I have sometimes been ready to think that the passion for liberty cannot be equally strong in the breasts of those who have been accustomed to deprive their fellow creatures of theirs. Of this I am certain that it is not founded upon that generous and Christian principle of doing to others as we would that others should do unto us. I long to hear that you have declared an independency, and by the way, in the new code of laws which I suppose it will be necessary for you to make, I desire you would remember the ladies, and be more generous and favorable to them than your ancestors. Do not put such unlimited power into the hands of the husbands. Remember, all men would be tyrants if they could. If particular care and attention is not paid to the ladies, we are determined to foment a rebellion and will not hold ourselves bound by any laws in which we have no voice or representation. That your sex are naturally tyrannical is a truth so thoroughly established as to admit of no dispute. But such of you as wish to be happy willingly give up the harsh title of master for the more tender and endearing one of friend. Why then not put it out of the power of the vicious and the lawless to use us with cruelty and indignity with impunity? Men of sense in all ages abhor those customs which treat us only as the vassals of your sex. Regard us then as beings placed by providence under your protection and in imitation of the supreme being make use of that power only for our happiness. April 5th. Not having an opportunity of sending this, I shall add a few lines more, though not with a heart so gay. I have been attending to the sick chamber of our neighbor Trot, whose affliction I most sensibly feel but cannot describe. Stripped of two lovely children in one week, George the eldest died on Wednesday and Billy the youngest on Friday, with a canker fever, a terrible disorder so much like the throat distemper that it differs but little from it. Betsy Cranch has been very bad, but upon the recovery. Becky Peck, 
they do not expect will live out the day. Many grown persons are now sick with it in this street. It rages much in other towns. The mumps, too, are very frequent. Isaac is now confined with it. Our own little flock are yet well. My heart trembles with anxiety for them. God preserve them. I want to hear much oftener from you than I do. March 8 was the last date of any that I have yet had. You inquire of whether I am making saltpeter. I have not yet attempted it, but after soap making believe I shall make the experiment. I find as much as I can do to manufacture clothing for my family which would else be naked. I know of but one person in this part of the town who has made any, and that is Mr. Tertius Bass, as he is called, who has gotten very near an hundredweight, which has been found to be very good. I have heard of some others in the other parishes. Mr. Reed of Weymouth has been applied to, to go over to Andover to the mills which are now at work, and has gone. I have lately seen a small manuscript describing the proportions for the various sorts of powder fit for cannon, small arms, and pistols. If it would be of any service your way, I will get it transcribed and send it to you. Every one of your friends send their regards, and all the little ones. Your brother's youngest child lies bad with convulsion fits. Adieu. I need not say how much I am your ever faithful friend. I have been wanting to read this letter for a while, but now, given the circumstances we find ourselves in, it seemed a fitting one for us to glean some insight and to draw some courage from the example of Abigail Adams. Abigail Adams has become one of my wife's heroes, and she and her husband John are among my favorite figures in American history. Their sense of duty and honor, their commitment to the cause of freedom and American independence, their care and affection for one another, their uh, industry, their integrity, they really do stand out in American history as a unique pair of individuals worthy of our study and worthy of our respect. I am grateful for them and their contribution to our American life. And this letter between a wife and husband is an insight into how Abigail responded to the trials of her day. The first portion of the letter written March 31st Uh, is one in which Abigail wants the news. She wants all the latest on the political goings-on, on the military goings-on. She wants to offer her opinion about the state of affairs, about the formation of new laws. She offers her political outlook, not just on issues related to independence from Great Britain, but what the country will look like in the future. She offers comment on the role of women in society, and she makes comments that could be construed to be addressing the issue of slavery. Abigail Adams is a force to be reckoned with. She is full of vim and vinegar, and she gave it to John as good as she got. Uh, Their relationship is an interesting one, and David McCullough, in his book, John Adams, uh, gives great insight into their marriage, into their friendship, into the way in which Abigail was a ballast and a confidant for John Adams. She is a formidable figure in her own right, and it is apparent in this letter that in the midst of 
all that is going on politically and the struggle for freedom and independence from Great Britain. She is also, in April, after not being able to send the letter, adding lines of sobriety, of a more somber tone, about the state of affairs in Braintree and the death and suffering that was taking place around her. She shares with her husband the pain and anguish of watching folks meet their demise at the hands of disease. She is grieved by it. She is attempting to give what comfort and care she can. She expresses her motherly concern for her own children. And in the midst of all that, offers her services to the cause, offering to produce saltpeter for gunpowder that the cause for freedom might go on, despite the fact that she is making soap and sewing clothes in moments of great desperation there on her family farm. Abigail Adams knew what it was to endure hardship, to do it cheerfully, to do it with a view of the larger picture of things. She's a fantastic example to us of someone who endured much, persevered, didn't just show herself an example of strength, but lent that strength to those around, and most notably her husband, who was engaged in perhaps uh, the most arduous task uh, in forming a nation. I am struck by them and find them to be an incredible source of encouragement and inspiration. And I hope that uh, as you listen to this letter, you will find the same and perhaps read more on John and Abigail Adams. This letter is uh, a great piece of history and her words are worth repeating. 